Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. As you can see, the games are piling up thick and fast right now. Um, normally, I don't do a show on a Monday, but due to the fixture list, we've got three days full of matches between Tuesday and, fir- and Friday, Thursday. Sorry. So, yeah, let's crack on with match week 16. So, the biggest scoreline during this match week was... Leicester City against Newcastle United. So, what a dominant performance by Leicester City. And with the return of Yuri Tillemans as well, you can see that he transforms that team. They play in a different manner. And that was evident during this game. Leicester were award, awarded with a penalty uh, in the first half uh, with a foul on Madison. And I have to be honest, for me, that was a complete dive. It was not a penalty at all. Uh, obviously, there was contact, but there was more simulation than anything else. Um, I'm sure if Madison did that in the Olympics, he'd probably get gold medal by now because that was a that, that was a special kind of dive. Uh, but nevertheless, it was a nicely converted penny, penalty by Tielemans' top corner. Second goal was a great move as well. Lovely through ball by Madison to Barnes, who squared it to Patsadaka, and he slotted the empty net. Uh, it's great attacking play there. Third goal, great run by Dakar. He tried to fed it to Tielemans from the left-hand side um, and fizzed the ball towards the middle of the, the the area. But I think Madison wasn't quite aware of um, Tielemans running behind. So good touch in terms of Madison to control the ball um, and then lay it off for Tielemans, who just blasted it into the roof of the net. Fantastic goal there. And then the fourth goal, great pressing by O'Brien uh, to nick the ball off. Uh, John Linton, I believe it was. And Madison takes the ball, does a one-two with Dakar and hits a lovely shot, bottom corner. And that's 4-0 right there. So a great win for Leicester City, uh, who played some really, really good football. Newcastle, of course, is a worrying performance uh, as they were demolished by Leicester City. But just to kind of add a bit of positivity in terms of Newcastle's chances this year. These are the games that they'll find very difficult to to win or to gain any points whatsoever. So anything that they got out of this game was going to be a bonus. But unfortunately, the fixture list isn't fr- isn't uh, isn't friendly for uh, Newcastle. It's not kind. Where the next five matches are against Liverpool, Man City, Manchester United, Everton, and Southampton. So. The latter two in terms of Everton and Southampton, those are the games that they need to try and get some points. Uh, right now, it's, yeah, it's not looking good. Obviously, still pretty much a long way to go in the season and there is a lot of games to play. But if you look at Newcastle's form, they've just been really poor and are finding it really difficult to score goals. So, yeah, a tough run of fixtures, especially leading up to the Christmas period and obviously January pending as well. Definitely reinforcements are required, so we'll see how that goes for Newcastle there. The next fixture, Chelsea versus Leeds United. So this was a goal fest at Stamford Bridge. Um, bad start for Chelsea, who conceded a penalty um, after a poor tackle from Alonso on uh, Dan James. And Rafinha stepped up pretty much like a Jorginho S type of penalty. It was a slow run-up. And they did a little hop before he placed the ball uh, below uh, 
Eduard Mendy. So good penalty to start off the game. And then Chelsea got the equaliser. Alonso probably trying to make up for his mistake. Aggressively wins the ball off Dallas. and uh, Produces a great cutback pass to Mason Mount. And he produces a clever finish with his re- left foot into the bottom corner. So great equaliser for Chelsea there. Chelsea get a penalty after Rafinha fouls uh, Rudiger. And I know I mentioned the previous penalty incident where I feel like Madison dived. In this situation, I don't think it was a penalty in my eyes. Uh, it was a strong tackle, don't get me wrong. But for me, he got the ball first. So a harsh decision, um, if I'm being honest there. But nevertheless, Jorginho steps up and as always converts the penalty with ease. Leeds were able to get a second goal. Lovely sort of first-touch passes on the left-hand side uh, with Firpo uh, starting the move. And further down, Roberts was able to put in a cross uh, and a nice sliding tackle finish. Sorry, nice sliding finish by Gilhart, who for me looks a decent talent for Leeds United. So expecting more game time for him and expecting big things for him at Leeds United. Looks a really good prospect there. And then another foul on Rudiger in the box and Chelsea get awarded a penalty. Me personally, I thought it was a bit of a soft penalty, but nevertheless a right decision as it was a risky challenge. And in that situation, you're probably just better off shadowing the the player there rather than going in for a tackle. Jorginho steps up again and calmly slots the ball in the opposite corner this time from his first penalty. So I have to be honest, Chelsea were very lucky to get the win. The performance level wasn't very high, below par in my opinion. And I would say Leeds probably deserved the point as they really put up a fight against uh, the Blues there. So obviously tough result to take for Leeds United, but for Chelsea, it, it helps their mount for the league title. So a good win for them nevertheless. Uh, and then we have the next fixture, which is Liverpool versus Aston Villa. So I think the big build-up was mainly around Steven Gerrard, uh, obviously club legend, uh, before the game. And as expected, got a huge ovation as he walked into Anfield, So, which is always nice to see, to be fair. That was a little perform- performance. Good start in the first half. Oxlade-Chamberlain had a great shot. Uh, hitting the ball just over the bar. Later on, Van Dijk also had a chance uh, on on goal, but saved by Martinez. Uh, but it was Salah who gets the sort of run on the right wing and gets fouled by Tyrone Mings. For me, definitely penalty. Unnecessary challenge from Mings. I feel like Salah wasn't in a sort of clear goal-scoring position. So if he just held his position a bit more, Maybe you could have blocked it for a corner. But obviously, when Salah's running at pace with you, there's only so much you can do at that time. Salah steps up for the penalty and finishes clinically into the bottom corner. So, a fantastic goal for him. And Jota as well had a late chance later on in the second half, but unfortunately hits it wide. Oh, sorry, hits it over the bar uh, as he had quite a lot of defenders pressing on him. So, yeah, unlucky not to score there. But overall, good performance by Liverpool. Uh, really had to work hard to get these points. And for me, Salah didn't have the best of games, but he doesn't have to. Um, the goal that he scores makes it 20, 21 goals, 
nine assists in 22 games overall this season. In the Premier League, that's 14 goals, nine assists in 16 games. What a season he's having. Uh, and his rise is not stopping at this stage. Phenomenal form. And obviously, as a Liverpool fan, long may it continue. So, yeah, really pleased with that victory there. The next fixture, Arsenal versus Southampton. So, an Arsenal win. So, our fans chanting Arteta in, Arteta out. Who knows? It's a sort of... It's a split decision regarding how the Arsenal fans are feeling about this uh, manager right now. But before the game even started, surprise team selection as Aubameyang wasn't even in the team squad. In fact, he was given disciplinary breach for arriving a day late from France. I think something involved with his uh, mother and was unable to train as he waited for a negative PCR test. So... I don't know too much of the details and to be fair, it's not really our business in terms of what happened there. But there was even rumours circling that he was in Barcelona getting a tattoo. Maybe he was getting an Arteta out tattoo, who knows. Um, but yeah, that definitely puts sort of a span in the works in terms of his position at the club. Some people are saying that he shouldn't be captain anymore. Um, obviously, he's already got a strange relationship with Arteta. So that doesn't put him in good strides going forward. But Arsenal fans, let me know what you think. Uh, leave a comment in the chat or leave a comment below in the video. What do you see Aubameyang's future at the club? Is he there for a short term or is he there for a long term? Because if I'm being honest with you, I don't see him playing for Arsenal next year. I can see him moving simply because of the relationship that he has with the manager. I just don't feel like he's feeling as confident or he's not able to express himself as he used to. Obviously, he's had a dip in form right now and plus he's probably having all sorts of, sort of issues outside of football. Uh, but it's just, I don't know, he just doesn't seem to be himself nowadays. So maybe it would be best for both parties to sort of go their different ways. And maybe Aubameyang needs a new challenge, who knows? So they're interested to see what Arsenal fans think of Aubameyang right now because I don't think... A lot of people are happy in terms of his form this season, which obviously that happens. It's football, it's part of the game. But to suggest that he needs to leave, I, I don't know. I think Arsenal are sort of looking to recruit a striker maybe in January, but definitely next summer. So maybe offloading Aubameyang would put them in a position to get that new striker, but we'll see how that goes. But in terms of the game itself, um, first goal started from the back. We've started off where the defenders were panicking to try and get rid of the ball, but eventually became a move, uh, great passing by Ben White to Tomiyasu. And then as the as the, the play went on, Sako was on the right-hand side, squared it to Lacazette, and he just smashed it in top corner. Fantastic goal to start the game. Second goal, Tierney back in the team, um, heads the ball across the box after trying to make a cross before. And Odegaard leaps to head it in. So, great goal from him. Didn't really know he had um, heading ability in his locker there. And the third goal, someone that does have he heading ability in his locker is Gabriel. He guides in a fantastic header from the corner. So, overall, fantastic performance by Arsenal. For me, Saka was very, very impressive. Um, was definitely man of the match. Caused all kinds of havoc throughout the time. Um I was unlucky not to be on the score sheet more, in my opinion. So, yeah, but overall, fantastic performance from him there. 
just got a comment here from Madison Smith, who I know is an Arsenal fan. Long term, nobody's paying those wages. That is the deal breaker there. I think a lot of teams wouldn't mind to have a striker like Aubameyang, but alongside wages, the, the transfer fee will be relatively high as well. Um, so if you put into context like Paul Pogba, who is pretty much able to sign a pre-contract agreement from January onwards, he doesn't have a transfer fee. So he will be a more appealing prospect to teams like a PSG or Real Madrid. Aubameyang, yes, you're getting a lethal striker, but you're going to have to match the wages uh, and the transfer fee on top as well. So, yeah, I understand your point there. Uh, probably best to stick with him, but who knows what the future holds. Uh, next fixture is Norwich versus Manchester United. So, have to be brutally honest, um, United grabbed a win, obviously, so it's fantastic for them in terms of getting the three points, but the performance was quite average, in my opinion. Uh, I didn't see much conviction in their play. Obviously, they've just got a new manager, so his tactics will take time to be embedded. And we've seen slight improvements in terms of the fullbacks. I think that's been a massive change. Obviously, the personnel has changed, where you've got Tellez and Dalot on, on both sides, who, for me, are fantastic fullbacks. So that, that that's definitely added a different dynamic to the team. The formation, I feel like the players are still getting quite used to it. It's not something that they're familiar with, uh, especially in England. No one really plays 4 2 Two formation here. But the goal itself, uh, poor tackle by Max Aarons on Cristiano Ronaldo to concede the penalty. And obviously, CR7 steps up, hits the back of the net, and another winner for the talisman there. So, yes, not the greatest performance. A win's a win, don't get me wrong. But I feel like with a new appointment, United fans probably want to see a bit more, a bit more sort of different style of play. Uh, I saw Tim Sherwood the other day uh, mocking the appointment where he was telling United fans to calm down. You know, he's he's just a normal manager. He's nothing special. Uh, so I thought that was a bit of tongue-in-cheek from here. But, yeah, obviously he's there for six, six and a half months. He's got an aim to try and help the team finish as high as possible and obviously maybe get used to playing a certain type of football for the long-term manager who... Could be Pochettino, who knows? Someone in that sort of ilk, I think, will be the man appointed at the end of the season. So we'll see how that goes. Just got another comment here from Madison Smith. Lingard to Newcastle. Yeah, that's one of the ones I I spoke about a few weeks ago. I think that is definitely some, something that's possibly going to happen. Obviously, with Lingard, he's probably thinking, is it worth taking that move now? Because Newcastle are in a really bad position. It would probably have to be a thing where I think the Newcastle board would have to kind of present a project in terms of these are the signings that, that we're planning to have in January that will hopefully help their position in the league. I don't know if it will happen. I think he's the right type of player for Newcastle, but I don't think he'll personally take that gamble. Um, in the summer, I think that's another story. In January, I think he might stick to playing for United and then review his options in the summer, which is probably not what you new, Newcastle fans want to hear, but I just think it's the reality because if he goes for the short term and then Newcastle get relegated, that puts him in a bad position where he's playing championship football, which is probably something he's never done in his career, obviously before um, he broke into that United team where I know he went on loan previously. So, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes for Manchester United there. 
And then the final game, Man City versus Wolves. So good first half from Man City. Um, I feel like they played some good football, but they were really struggling to break down the Wolves' defence, who were organised fantastically, very compact and very hard to beat in terms of centrally, but also in the wide areas. And they really covered those sort of grounds and trying to avoid any sort of attacks coming through. So that's when players like Cancelo come into it, where they're able to provide a service from a fullback position. Turning point was obviously the red card. Ridiculous from Jimenez, who gets booked for a foul, and then moments later, uh, booked again for obstructing the ball from a free kick. Uh, as a professional, as someone of his experience as well, should know better not to do things like that. You will get punished, unfortunately. So, yeah, bizarre moment to end the first half there. Second half, City were able to get a penalty in the, in, in the second half. And for me, I feel like I'm being negative in terms of the refereeing decisions, but I, f I don't think that was a penalty either. It looked like the ball struck just underneath sort of the arm, uh, underarm area on Moutinho. So a bit lucky, if I'm honest with you, with regards to that decision there. But Raheem Sterling steps up and finishes clinically, and that's his 100th Premier League goal. Uh, so what a milestone for him. So... Great achievement for Raheem Sterling. And despite being with 10 men, Wolves actually defended really well. And for me, deserved the point for their efforts. But obviously, they didn't really have much of an attack. I think they had a chance later on in the game. But it was pretty much a half chance. There wasn't really nothing in it. So, overall, I guess City deserved to win. They know how to win these tricky fixtures, especially in such a congestive um, fixture list coming up. So, so, good point for them there. Okay, so let me present my team of the week. So, here we go. And here we are, my team of the week. So, as you can see, in goal, I've got De Gea. I feel like he had a fantastic game, uh, made some, <laughs> some top saves. Uh, probably shouldn't have been as busy as he was, but nevertheless had a good performance individually there. Back four, I've gone for Tierney, back in the Arsenal team, providing an assist and really showed a promising performance there. Gabriel as well, I feel like he he did well, really solid performance from him and obviously he was on the score sheet. Matip, not on the score sheet, but for me, was phenomenal against Villa, really solid. I love the way he has those mazy runs from, from playing uh, defence. Uh, it's something that's unexpected from, from an opposition point of view, so... Yeah, don't be surprised if he takes those one of those mazy runs and goes on, you know, towards on goal or tries to make an assist for someone to score. Um, he does have that ability in his locker, so definitely had to add in my team there. And I've gone for Cancelo. Didn't get an assist or anything, but I feel like he had a dominant performance, playing more in his natural side, which is the right-hand side of defence. So I'm sure he was pleased to be back on that side of the pitch. And in my midfield three, I've got Jorginho scoring two penalties. So I have, have to have him there. Tielemans scoring a couple of goals. Definitely a stand-up performance from him. And then Gallagher, spectacular goal against Everton. And I've got him as my star player of the week. I thought he was phenomenal in that game. And in my front three, I've got Raheem Sterling, who for me was the probably the best City player in that game. And also scored the penalty to get his 100th goal in the Premier League. Pat Sendaka got on a goal and assist. And he was, for me, he's showing great strides in being a top, top quality striker. Uh, obviously, there were question marks over him in terms of coming from the Austrian league. But 
I was watching the highlight reel of his goals that he scored in the Europa Conference League. And, you know, obviously he's probably lower opposition in terms of quality, but you can see the way he roams around the box. He's got a good finish on him, eye for goal. Um, so a very good player for Leicester City. I feel like he will be an important player for the future. Um, and he's keeping Vardy out of the team right now. So props to him. And my final pick is Embuemo. Um, with Ivan Tony out, he is sort of the man for the goals right now. And he had a fantastic performance for Brentford, scoring a last-minute penalty against Watford. So, yeah, that's why he's in my team of the week there. So, moving on from the Premier League, as you all know, there was a Champions League draw that took place today, um, which was, well, which started in such bizarre fashion as... <laughs> they, they made a mistake um, where they had the wrong balls in the wrong pot. Um, really, really, really bizarre. Um, and I thought they'd made a second mistake as well when they did the second draw with Liverpool where they said Liverpool weren't able to draw with uh, Villarreal. But obviously, that was made clear as the other teams in the pot were also from the same country and group. So that's the reason why. But it was just it was just one of those bizarre moments that you never thought you'd see in such a sort of prestige um sort of draw moment but yeah it happened but what i'll do i'll share the some artwork in terms of the teams that have been grouped for round the uh, round of 16. so initially liverpool got red bulls salzburg so i was really pleased with that but with the new draw, uh, Red Bull Salzburg have been drawn with Bayern Munich. So a good fixture there. You'll get to see Karim Adeyemi playing against his former club. So he was there when he was a youngster. And Bayern are still, according to him, is trying to sign him next summer. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays against sort of his former team there. And then you've got Sporting Lisbon versus Man City. Uh, yeah, for me, this is definitely a Man City win. Don't get me wrong, there's some talented players in that Sporting Lisbon team, in particular uh, Pedro Concalves, but yeah, I think Messi will obviously have too much for them. Benfica and Ajax. So Ajax were one of the teams that maxed out their group in terms of maximum points with 18 and won all of the games. And they, for me, they look like a really top team this season. A surprise package for some due to selling some of the top players in the last couple of years, but Nevertheless, look very strong. I'll probably go for Ajax in terms of the favourites with that fixture. Luckily for Chelsea, they drew with Lille in the first draw. And the second time round, they got Lille again. So very lucky for Chelsea with that regards. Uh, yeah, I think that's a Chelsea win there as well. Atletico Madrid versus Manchester United. That's an interesting one because originally Manchester United were drawn with PSG. And people thinking, <clears throat> oh, this is a terrible one. We got the toughest draw. But I think Atletico are one of those teams that might cause more trouble than PSG. Obviously, PSG have Messi, Mbappe, Neymar, have the flair players, but <clears throat> a Diego Simeone team is not hard to beat. So that's a tough fixture, if I'm being honest with you. If you're a United fan, let me know what you think. Would you prefer PSG or Atletico Madrid? I think the way Liverpool dismantled them, you'd probably say Atletico, but I don't think that's an easy tie at all. 
And then you've got Villarreal and Juventus. Um, that's a Juventus win there as well. Inter Milan and Liverpool. So, obviously, we were drawn with Red Bull Salzburg. So, slight disappointment as we've been drawn with a stronger team. But, call it cockiness, but I don't fear any team in the Champions League. I feel like Liverpool is in such great form right now. Uh, I was happy to be drawn against any team. So, Inter Milan... Another strong opposition with European pedigree. So for me, that's the type of games I like to watch in the Champions League. So I'm happy about that. And speaking of European pedigree, that's an, the next fixture is a great one for the neutrals. PSG versus Real Madrid. So that's an exciting one. If I was to make a prediction of, of that one, that'd be... I might go for a PSG one day. I think probably people would think Real Madrid because of the rich vein in form for Vinicius and Benzema as well. But you got Paris there with Mbappe and Neymar and obviously Leon Messi. So it'll be it'll be exciting to watch that game. So really looking forward to that one. Okay. So that's my reaction to the Champions League draw. In terms of FPL, I had a decent-ish week. I had 59 points, so not the best, um, but relatively okay. But there was one person in our league, uh, Stanis Barafion, who scored 87 points uh, this week. So you are the manager of the week. So well done to Stanis. Um, I'm sure you'll be getting ready for match week, which, you know, making transfers today or tomorrow early morning. So, yeah, I hope you're getting ready for that. But... That wraps us up for today. So thank you to everyone for tuning in. Uh, if you're new to the channel, please don't forget to like and subscribe. And don't forget to hit the notification bell so you'll be notified of any new content that we'll be posting. And speaking of new content, I will be doing an episode this Friday. And odd time, I know, it's at 1 p.m. UK time. Uh, I'm not able to do anything on the evening, unfortunately, on that day. So it's the only time I have free. So if you're able to tune in live, Fantastic. Have to have your pleasure in terms of sending comments or interacting with me. Or if you're able to tune in at a later time, fantastic. Just drop some comments below. Let me know what you think of the content. So, yeah. Thank you again, everyone. Stay safe. And I hope to see you all soon. Goodbye.